the sarcasm, the obstinate. Believe it. I know the, <laughs> the sarcasm, the obstinance. Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. And welcome to episode number 117 of Unscripted. I am your co-host, Bill Petrie. With me, as always, the corporal of charbroiled cheeseburgers... (laughs) The one and only Dr. Kirby Hossaman. Kirby, how the hell are you? I am doing fantastic. Doing really well today. It's always, uh, as as I told you right before we came on the air, literally all morning I thought that this was the day before and this popped up and it brightened my day. Every time I get a chance to chat with you, brightens my day. How are you? I'm doing great, and you'd be amazing that I have that effect on so many people, Kirby. So <laughs> I would I, be amazed. I, yeah, me, me. Actually, actually, sadly, I would be too. Um, but I'll tell you what is amazing, Kirby. What's that, Bill? Oh, that would be the good, solid, good goods at Common Skew. You know, we talked last week, and I think the week before, about uh, how it's really great. It's a great tool for teams, yep. especially you know distributors looking to grow their business, and they have a team environment. It's really great for teams. But I, I want to go back to something um, I don't think we've hit on enough, which is the way that the platform really streamlines the entire workflow and keeps mm. everything organized from, from the initial presentation all the way to the invoice. I mean, yeah. everybody knows about the vibrant community. Everybody knows about the educational resources and the events and, and ones coming up in SKU Camp, you know, the events to keep uh, industry entrepreneurs connected and focused on growth. But it's that streamlining software that really helps yeah. grow your business, right? Everything else is wonderful. When yeah. you talk about the meat of what Common Skew is, it's really that um, streamlined uh, workflow, that streamlined workflow. I totally agree. And I want to go, I, because this is unscripted, I actually want to go off on a little bit of a tangent. Please do. Uh, so recently I read an article um, by Jeff Hayden, who's one mm-hmm. of my favorite writers on LinkedIn. And he talked about the one app that actually makes you happier. Um, and it's Strava. And mm-hmm. it's a fitness app that where you track your activity, right? And it's, right. It, you, there's no filters, there's no, you know, no Instagram filters, there's no, it just tracks your activity. And it right. actually makes you happy because you are, you kind of own what you're doing right. and what you're not doing. And I actually think that Common Skew is the equivalent of the business Strava. Because when you track your activity, you can keep track of those presentations, those estimates, the contacts with clients. And it's like, I check activity before I check volume. And it really does actually give me real data on how I'm doing from a sales perspective. So it's really cool. That, that really is cool. It's pretty amazing, the, the tools that Common Skew has for the industry distributor who's looking for growth. And if you're an industry distributor not looking for growth, <laughs> wow, that would be weird. So obviously, we hope our people our people who listen to this podcast are interested in learning more about our friends at Common Skew. So go ahead and go to commonskew.com slash unscripted. They're not going to be sorry they did, Kirby, are they? They will not be sorry they did. All right, Kirby, are you ready to broadcast at an extraordinarily high level today? I I will do my best to keep up with you. Why don't you go ahead and start us off uh, with a topic today then? Because I think you have the courage to do exactly that. I do. I do. I, I, I have the courage to, to hang out with you each week. Um, so, I, I, you know, for me, the, I want to start with an industry topic. One sure. that, um, and it, One that I saw yesterday, and I literally saw it, 
And my initial reaction was, wow. Yeah. Um, I actually believe I sent you an email that that was the entirety of the message. I and believe the, it was. <laughs> and so uh, it was the announcement that Origadio, our friends, Jason and Mike, and their whole team were acquired by the Hub Group. Yep. Um, from my perspective, big news in the industry. Obviously, we know them, so uh, it probably ties a little bit more. Wanted to get your take on it. I have a couple thoughts, but what what do you what is your take on this acquisition? Good, bad, and different thoughts. Um, I, I think it's great, um, to be honest with you. So, you know, obviously, full disclosure for people who don't know, when I was uh, on my own as a industry consultant uh, at Brandbate, Jason, uh, Luke Cash, and Mike Simzak in Orgadio, uh, my largest client. So, I I've have intimate working knowledge of not only. Org Audio and how they work and what their their strategies are, but also Jason and Mike individually, and, and I'm, I'm very honored to count them as friends. They're really good people. I think it's really great for them. I think Joe Fleming and the Hub Promotional Group have done such a great job, especially over the last couple of years, really uh, kind of creating a an alternative to a lot of the bigger players, and they're, they're mm-hmm. now a big player themselves, so certainly a great move for them. Knowing Jason and Mike, um, part of the deal will, is most likely that they will remain fairly autonomous. I know mm-hmm. that's very important to them, that they uh, not necessarily call the shots, but that the vision that they've been able to execute at Origadio, and I think it's one that so many people in the industry look at and admire, the mm-hmm. fact that they've kind of walked into this industry kind of put up a middle finger and said, screw you, we're doing it our way, and people follow. You know, that's, right. a, that's a very appealing thing, and I, I think they will continue to do that. And knowing Joe Fleming the, the way that I do, and I don't know Joe all that well, but I've served on several committees with him, he, he's going to be all about that. So okay. I think the, the infusion of capital, certainly, to uh, Origadio is going to help them probably innovate at a faster rate. Okay. It's probably going to help them streamline their operations, um, which is always a challenge for a growing business. I mean, I, I just I know in the last five years they've moved five times because they're growing that fast. Wow. That you know they they you know anticipating the wild growth that they've had is not an easy thing to do. So I think it's good for everybody. Uh, Jason's going to remain CEO and I think he's going to have a board seat on the Hub Promotional Group and Mike is going to uh, remain in his role at Org Audio and also be VP of Business Development at Hub, which I think is great um, that they're bridging the gap that way. I think it's a huge win-win for both both entities, and I really think it's I think it's good for the industry. Quite honestly, mm. I do. Well, it's it, I, I, to be honest with you, it's really interesting and good from my perspective to hear you say that because obviously I am a customer of Org Audio. Mm-hmm. We're a believer in what they're doing, mm-hmm. and I think that the initial um, concern with people like me who are I guess, sort of super fans of Org Audio is the concern that it, that they would change right. because what they're doing is what I'm buying into. Sure. Um, but I, I draw the conclusion or draw the, the similarity sometimes to the craft beer market. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I think that there is a um, real concern in for craft beer drinkers when the smaller um, craft beer places get bought up by an Anheuser-Busch or a right. or whatever. Absolutely. And, it, you know, there's certainly concerns in that, but I always think that's interesting too because what you just said about the infusion of cash and cash flow, that allows them to do what they do, but do it, you know, do more of it, if yep. that makes any sense, Absolutely. and do it more efficiently. So It allows them to scale right. is what it allows them to do. Yeah, so I, I think your take on this is very similar to my take, but I... I 
I, I like I said, I did not see that one coming. And mm-hmm. uh, so kudos, by the way, congrats to to Jason and Mike and uh, the Hub Group. So that's that's pretty cool. It, it, it is cool. And, you know, look, here's the thing. We can sit here and lament industry consolidation. I, I, I was not planning on bringing this up because I feel like we've kind of beat the dead horse enough about, hey, this company bought that company. I th- I'm glad you brought it up, though. Having said that, I'm glad you brought it up. But here's the thing. Industry consolidation is happening. So, right. I, I, you know, I'm, I don't think either one of us have plans every time, you know, Halo acquires somebody or <laughs> right, Hub right. acquires somebody. I think this one is a little more newsworthy just because of our relationship with Jason and Mike. Right. Exactly. Personally, certainly. And then you also take the fact that, you know, they've really taken uh, – they, they've, you know, They've taken the industry by storm, but I think they've also changed our industry. If you look at the way other other organizations in our industry are now looking at packaging the way they never did before, right. that's because of Jason and Mike. If you look at the way people are baking every single uh, cost into the product, that's Jason and Mike. Yay. Yeah. So, I mean, you, <laughs> you, you, I know there's a lot of industry suppliers that kind of look at Origadio and get, feel like they're upsetting the apple cart, and, and that bothers them. Hey, the apple cart needed to be upset. This mm-hmm. industry is still sometimes very stuck in 1955, and it takes – people with the courage like a Mike Simzak and a Jason Lukash to say, you know what, we can do it better. And if people don't want to get on board with that, fine, we're going to focus on the 30% that do or the 80% that do or whatever. And I love that because that's that's kind of my philosophy as well. So glad you brought it up. Cool. All right. All right. I'm going to touch on something, but I really don't want to talk about it. But again, it's a tone deaf thing, but I'm just going <laughs> to okay. bring it up real quick and then I'm going to move into something else. Um, so another $200 billion in tariffs are going into effect mm. for China. And that's going to go into effect on the 24th of September, which is next week. It's Monday, actually. That's going to be now tariffs on nearly half of all the imports from China. I don't feel like it's impacted our industry yet. Yet. Um, and I don't want to get into a big discussion of Kirby. Have you thought about talking to your clients about <laughs> the? I'm, I'm not. I just it's one of those things. It's kind of getting scary. I mean, this you know, it, it's it is going to be a trade war. We are having a trade war. If whether right. people realize it or not, so it's some, it is something to be cognizant about. And I think we'd be tone deaf if we ignored it. Um, I'm not sure what there is to say about it. It's just an is at this point. It's certainly something that's outside of our control here. Um, but but you know, it's, it certainly bears watching. So I'm just going to mention that. No, I think it's important to mention, but I think just like you said, sort of in passing because um, back to the uh, circle of influence, um, there's a piece of this I I have done what you have sort of suggested and communicated, hey, this is a thing, but now I've communicated it. And so now it's a matter of trying to figure out um, how to add value in different ways. So that's that's what I've been focusing on. And um, but that being said, you're right. Every time one of these headlines come across, I do one of these. Here we go. Yeah. Here we go. So, yeah. So let me move into something else. So I don't know if you saw this. Um, The Baltimore Orioles, which Mm, other than than my beloved Texas Rangers, might be the worst team in baseball. Okay. They wore uniforms the other day, and the word Orioles on their uniform is spelled out in Braille. Which is yeah. very interesting. I don't. Did you see this? I, I literally saw a headline of it this okay. morning, so it's brand new to me. So I thought it was very interesting, and they sold a, a ton of merchandise mm. um, that had the Braille, you know, Orioles and Braille on it. Which I think is, like I said, I think it's fascinating. That you know, what a great idea! Something I don't think I ever would have thought about. Right. 
And I want to ask you, so to me, that's using promotional products, certainly the sport, the Orioles, but then they're selling promotional products in, in the form of T-shirts and other things, mugs and things like that with the Orioles and Braille on it. How can, and this is a question I came up with, how can we in promotional products, in the promotional marketing world, how can we help use, how can we use promo to help bring awareness or elevate other causes? How do you think we can better do that? And that's a big question, and you may yeah. not have an answer. Yeah. So, the okay. So let me go back, and then I'll kind of spin forward. So yep. number one, when I first saw it, I was, I you know, it's a, it was like a tip of the eyebrow. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. And then the moment you just said that you know they're selling merchandising with it, yep. um, I actually love that to be me honest too. with you because the idea of putting it, I didn't add a headline, and that's what I read. So I'm just being candid. Um, I was like, I, I didn't totally understand it. Um, mm-hmm. but when, when you do the, the, the piece and then you say, Hey, we're selling merchandising with it. Right. Um, then it became very interesting to me because that's the way I think that not only do you, I don't want to say that you take advantage of, of doing it, but that you utilize it to bring awareness to an issue is when you let people personally purchase product with the Braille on it. Right. Um, and cause I think that is really interesting. That's the, the spinning it forward to there is where I think it makes sense. Um, how do we bring uh, use promo to bring awareness to different other causes? Yeah. yeah, other causes. Well, gosh, there's a ton of ways, and I know that's yeah. you know the the impetus of the the promo cares movement is mm-hmm. to call different um, one you know ideas to to the front. Right. Um, you know, I think from that's actually one of the things that promo does best. So the challenge of answering that is like I'm like, well, how do you not like mm-hmm. if you are passionate about a specific cause. Promo is the way to bring awareness to it. Um, and again, no, no disrespect. I think social media has a big play in that as well. But I think those are the two best uh, current advertising mediums we have to call awareness to it. And not only, you know, I mean, I think not only call awareness to it, but fundraise for Absolutely. it. Absolutely. That's what I was going to, you, you stole my thunder there. And I was yeah. going to say it's one of, one of the best fundraising tools are promotional products. Back in my distributor days, when I worked at Summit, I ran the um, uh, American Diabetes Association account at Summit as mm, part of my wow. job. And so worked with them on um, Tour to Cure, which is their, their bike fundraising, cool. and their Walk for the Cure. And it was always a wonderful to figure out how we can use promotional products to drive donations. That's the way we always look at it. It's a donation-driving tool. And so to use it both for awareness and then to create preference because, hey, I want that product because it's either cool or useful or whatever to drive donations to an important cause I think is, is a wonderful thing. And I think as distributors, we don't think about that enough. As we look at, at potential clients, as we look at how we grow our own businesses, and it's okay, by the way, for everybody to benefit from that. There's no yeah. guilt. There's no shame in that. That's a good thing. Right. So for, for us as promotional products distributors professionals, to look at, you know, here is a not-for-profit in my area, and I think I have an idea leveraging promotional products that will help create not only awareness for them but drive donations to their cause. That is a great way to really find additional partnerships and, frankly, an additional revenue stream for your promotional products distributorship. Yeah, well, and I back to the answer, too, is how do you do it? I actually think design Mm-hmm. Um, is is probably one of the biggest drivers because at the end of the day, whether you're selling a T-shirt or you're selling a mug, if you can create a campaign that has cool design, cool messaging, that's where 
when you combine those two with the promo aspect, that's yep. when you can really have an impact. And I'm going to add a third. So it's okay. des- it's certainly the design that gets yep. everybody's attention, but then it's the functionality and right. the consistency of message, right? Yeah. No, it, for like the American Diabetes Association, you know, you can do a cookbook, but it better be a low sodium cookbook. It better be a, a you know a healthy cookbook. Right. So it's it's making sure it's one again, the best promotional products as we know are the ones that are kept. Yes. Period. Period. I love that. So I just want to bring that up. Kirby, you got another topic for us? Yeah. So this has nothing to do with anything. It's just that I um, so I told you this morning my daughter just got a new puppy. I, I believe I'm aware of that. Yeah, and so she's not sleeping much and so good for her. But I, I tell you that to tell you another thing. So we are obviously pro-dog. That's the second dog in my house. Um, and so, you know, I enjoy pets and all that sort of thing. But I want to ask you a question. I was, I was, this past weekend, I was going through several stores in a local community. And when did dogs in stores, like, become a thing? Like, mm-hmm. I don't recall that being a thing when I grew up. And mm-hmm. now it seems like every time I walk into a store, I see, you know, different dogs in stores. Now, I'm not anti this. It's just, mm-hmm. it's caught me off guard. Is that just an Ohio thing or is that something you see on a regular basis? Or have you always seen? This is I new see, to me. Well, it's newish, Kirby. Uh, I see it all the time. And I think it's the proliferation of the service animal. Okay. Um, and By the way, none of these are service animals that I've seen. Oh, <laughs> you're about to draw me off sides. So <laughs> it's, you know, now nowadays you can get emotional support service animals. Sure. Okay? And I think that's a lot of times what you're seeing. I don't mind in retail environments, um, especially ones that don't have food. Um, I don't mind dogs being in there. I love dogs. I'm a dog yeah. guy. And dogs always, you know, there's nothing that brings more joy than a dog coming up to you and wagging their tail so hard the whole ass is shaking, right? <laughs> yeah, I always I'm, like to see that when, when you walk up to me, too. Well, <laughs> you got that right. So I don't mind that. What, what, always, what I find weird and bizarre is someone who gets on a plane and they have a service animal for emotional support. And then that dog lays their head on my lap. <laughs> that and as much as I love the pooch, I love pooches, right? I love dog. I love dog. It sounds like uh, what we <laughs> I love, love dog. The, yeah, like Anchorman. I love lamp. Um, I love dogs, but I, I think the whole emotional support thing's gotten out of control. I think it started when Paris Hilton started carrying like her mini Chihuahua everywhere. Okay, I guess that, because I've never paid attention to anything Paris Hilton has done, that may be why I missed that. I, well, look, let's not uh, insinuate that I do pay attention to that. <laughs> I'm, just because I'm aware of something in pop culture and you aren't in Coshocton, Ohio, does not make me. <laughs> Uh, like I'm following that crap, sir. So I, I to answer your question, I don't know. I, I don't mind it, but again, it's just uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, no, it's I got again. I got I, I'm not upset by it. That's the funny thing. I just every time I walk around a corner, I'm like, hey, there's a Dalmatian. Neat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it just catches me off guard. No, I get that. All right, Kirby. <laughs> so I don't know if you're aware of this. Probably not. But this past Tuesday, which was the 18th. Of September, okay, was National Cheeseburger Day. Okay, uh, were you aware of this? I, you know what? It seems like every day I come across some. It's National, you know, Wax Your Legs day. day. I don't right. know. Okay, so I want to know uh, how did you celebrate? Did you celebrate? <laughs> I've got a couple questions here. So, did you celebrate National Cheeseburger Day? I, I did not. Okay. I mean, not intentionally. I have okay. cheeseburgers a lot, so maybe did, I did. So that's one. Did you have a cheeseburger even by happenstance or anecdotally on National Cheeseburger Day? 
I literally, you, gun to my head, I would know, have, have no idea what I ate on the 18th. How the hell do you not know what you <laughs> ate two days ago? Because <laughs> it's, it's, that is not something that, that even registers on my wavelength. I well, went I'm, wherever my wife or, or my kids wanted to go. That's where I'm I not, I'm not suggesting that you keep that um, information at hand. <laughs> I'm just saying when someone asks you, it should be per- fairly easily to pull out of your brain Rolodex and say, yeah, yeah, I had this, but fine, fine. I know what I had for breakfast that day. That's, that's what I know. I know what you had for breakfast <laughs> that day because you went to the hospital to have breakfast and you have the same damn thing every morning. Exactly. All right. So here's the question I really have for you, Kirby. And okay. you kind of touched on it. Every day is some weird oddball holiday, right? Sure. It's National Sunglasses Day. It's National, you know, put a quarter in your bank day or whatever it is. Do you ever target oddball days like that with your customers? And if not, should you? If you do, how do you do it? So the answer is no. Uh, not because I'm like intentionally, no, I'm uh, not. I'm abandoning that. Right. Where I where I would see that that would have some play from my perspective is is the social media piece. Just just from a conversation piece to show um, that you are sort of in touch with what's going on. Um, uh, my buddy Marty Hagerty used to do that every single day. He posted what day it was on social media. It was National, like I said, Wax Your Legs Day or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. To me, that's the place where it might be fun or interesting. Mm-hmm. The idea of me marketing. Um, uh, specific marketing campaigns around it doesn't make sense with my clientele. Again, with other people's clientele, if it you're might. much more retail-based, uh, then I, I could see where it would. Yeah. But for me, no. Well, and as I was thinking about this question, I, uh, that's kind of um, where I was kind of going with it is, okay, so maybe you have a, a local restaurant who maybe they have really good cheeseburgers. That would right. be a very interesting sure. approach to say, hey, I don't know if you know this. It's kind of dumb, but in a month, it's National Cheeseburger Day. What are you doing to celebrate that with your customers? How are you promoting that? Again, it, I guess we're kind of sales heavy today a little bit on the podcast, but that's a great opportunity. If you look at all the weird oddball holidays yeah, and, see like how you can, and see how you can maybe tie that in with a client a month or two in advance. What a great way to show them you're paying attention to their business. And even if they don't buy from you for that specific reason, you're showing them, again, it's something I always come back to, you care. I yeah. care enough about your business to recognize that in uh, three weeks it, it's National Armadillo Fajita Day, and <laughs> uh, you know let's make sure we, we put out your armadillo fajitas as a great uh, topic or a great source of protein. Yeah, I, actually, you know, you and I have different ways about saying the same thing and I you know I always talk to people about going to to folks when you're not asking them for money mm-hmm. or or sort of just trying to give them value no matter what and I right. think that that's a piece of a way that you can go and say hey I don't really have anything to do with this but this might be something that would help you mm-hmm. and that's a great way to build a relationship absolutely Kirby do you have any other topics or should we just move right into fill in the blank let's just go to fill in the blank I, I think we're, it's time I think I think oh it's time it's time <laughs> Well, you know what else it's time for, Kirby? What's that, Bill? It's time to get your ass in gear and get over to Gold Star Pens because I will tell you what, (laughs) nobody understands the meaning of simplicity, partnerships, and programs like the good, good folks at Gold Star. You know, we've talked about how at Gold Star you can experience simplicity. They remove all the hassles, all the headaches, all the hassles and the headaches and every other negative word that starts with H of (laughs) of pricing and purchasing to make the buying process what, Kirby? Easy, right? Easy. Frictionless. Frictionless and easy. I love it. They have that dedicated account management team, including sales and service to help with creative ideas, quotes, and program logistics. That free marketing support. The standard 24 to 48-hour production on dozens of popular styles of writing instruments. And it gets your order out the door quickly every single time. 
That's simple, all-inclusive pricing, and you know how much I love that, Kirby. Yep. And that is always going to be including uh, all setup charges, all decoration charges, and ground shipping. Always. That's to the United States and Canada. Always, always, always. Awesome. So learn more. Sign up for your free. That means not a charge to you. A free Simplicity Starter Kit. Go to goldstarpens.com slash unscripted. Um, you guaranteed you won't be sorry you did. Guaranteed. C- correct. All right, Kirby, are you ready for a rousing round of filling in the blank? That's right. I got a theme again. To this, this oh, right. then please start us off with your theme, Kirby. I have my a theme th- as well. Okay, cool. So my theme for you is kids theme. Oh, okay? okay. So your favorite thing to do with your kids right now is? Talk to them about colleges. Um, okay, last cool. night was their sophomores in high school, and last night was college night. I, did, I was not able to go, um, but when they came back – just to see their eyes get really bright and how excited they were to start having pretty adult conversations about what they might want to do with their lives and how excited they were about certain aspects of, uh, you know, whether it was engineering, which Drew really is kind of leaning towards some sort of engineering program, and then Mitch really wants to do some sort of uh, sports marketing. And so he's talking about how excited he was to talk to uh, schools like that. And so, you know, as they get older, you know, my conversations with them change. I I, I thought you might be going when when they were kids, and I was going to say building Legos. That's my fondest (laughs) memory of, of them growing up. But now, right now, it's it's really having more adult conversations with them about yeah. what they want to do, and it's uh, it's one of those things. It cuts both ways. You realize they're going to be gone soon, um, but uh, by the same token, it's just fun to fun to watch them grow up a little bit. Man, I totally agree. That's, see, but I, here's what I would say, and I, again, just to to piggyback off that, I I enjoy that too. But I think it's about living in the is, yep. right? Like, um, mm-hmm. because yes, you can lament that they aren't young, the past. You right. can um, you can lament that they're going to be gone in the future. But right now, yep. they're here. What what are you doing now? So yeah, that's good. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Kirby. The greatest play in college football so far this year has been. Oh. So far this year in college football, mm-hmm. man, I have watched the Buckeyes play. That's pretty much the games I've played uh, or I've, I've watched. So, you know, I think that I don't know if it's a spe- specific play, but what I've most enjoyed watching is Haskins, our quarterback, be the first accurate quarterback I've seen us have in about 20 years. Mm-hmm. And so crossing patterns where we actually hit the receiver on stride, is, every single one of those has been very exciting to me. Awesome. Well, I'm going to tell you, unfortunately, you're wrong. I, I, I had a feeling I might be. <laughs> the, the best play so far this year, and I don't know if you saw the University of North Texas go into uh, Arkansas and just beat the ever-living tar out of the Razorbacks. So you're not. talking a team in the Sun Belt Conference yeah. came in and completely destroyed an SET team at home. Wow. Um, so they had a play, and I can't believe you didn't see this. So they knew the way Arkansas had covered punts, that they didn't play to the whistle. They told the officials, we're not calling for a fair catch. We are going to act like we called for a fair catch. The punt was received at the 10-yard line. And the, the receiver for North Texas just started walking toward the sideline. And so all the Arkansas players just kind of held up. And then at a moment's notice, that, that kick returner took off in a full-ass sprint, ran 90 <laughs> yards, touchdown. That's amazing. 
It was amazing. I can't that believe you didn't amazing. see it. I can't no, believe you didn't no. see it. Well, see, the problem is, and, and this could, you want to draw me off sides, is ESPN, which has sort of been my go-to for sports for mm-hmm. the last 30 years, right. they actually don't show sports anymore. Uh, so I've tuned in multiple times to see highlights, and mainly they're talking about social issues. So I'm not yeah. sure when ESPN became the moral compass of the country, but I don't get to watch highlights there anymore. You, you almost have to go to um, sports-specific shows on ESPN, like a college wrap-up show or an NFL wrap-up show. I, you know, Sports Center. I, I couldn't give two shits about that. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. So anyway, next, next. All right, back to the kids' theme. Yes, sir. You, yeah, I've, you've told me what your favorite thing is. Your least favorite thing to do right now with your kids is drive with them. I knew you drive were with them. Um, they're good drivers in in their defense, but there's still those white knuckle moments where I feel like they're not paying attention, mm-hmm. and um, it, it's you know I will tell you there there's nothing that will test your patience more than teaching your children how to drive. Mm-hmm. They're a month away from getting their license. Um, and, you know, that's a scary prospect, but also an exciting one, too, that they get some freedom. And, and that's sure. such a wonderful moment in everyone's life when you have that semblance of freedom. But right now, driving with them really makes me tense. Not, not as bad as it used to be. I mean, the first few times, I was like, oh, oh, no, I can't do this. <laughs> Fair right. enough. Cool. Kirby, the reason so many NFL kickers are missing extra points and field goals is... Oh, it's got to be head case stuff, man. They're practicing these four million times, I, I would hope. Like, literally, the Browns, and I, I know that's your, that is the most disgusting, like, the Browns are creating new ways to lose games. So yeah. um, the idea that they missed four kicks and lost by three is just heartbreaking but the uh you know it's it's gotta be head i mean it's it, what's a pat now i know they moved it back uh, but I it's think still you, a chip you kick, shot you, you kick from the 25 yard line and then you add so seven or like, then you add eight eight yards so you're it's a 33 yard kick 33 yard kick so yeah. again i guess it's not quite the gimme that it used to be but they're making you know before that kickers were making 33 yard kicks on a regular basis right. i don't by the way don't enjoy the moving it back thing i think that's a dumb rule oh i but, think it's a great rule I don't like it at all. I love it. Um, and, but the idea that we're missing all those, there's a point at which they're, after you start missing the one, I think kicking's a little bit like golf yeah. in the sense that it gets in your head and then you yep. can't get out of it. And so that would be my guess. I agree. It's a head case thing. Um, I think moving the, the extra point back actually is smart because it puts a little mystery into it. It makes it a little more difficult. When, when you were designing a, a sport, you, if you designed a scoring play that 99.8% of the time it's successful, you would never put that into the game. So moving it back was the right move. All right, Kirby, let's move on. Next, discuss, next one. <laughs> End of discussion. <laughs> sure. I, I got a little insight into what it's to, like to be Sandy. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, the way your boys remind you of yourself at that age is? Oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> um, the sarcasm. The I obst- can't believe it. I know. The, <laughs> the sarcasm, the obstinance. You know, when I tell, when I say something to Mitch, like, hey, you know, one of his chores is um, every week before the trash comes, he's got to go around the house, collect all the trash, and put the bin out front, right? Mm-hmm. And, I, and every week it's a discussion that goes along this. Hey, Mitch, when are you going to go? Are you going to go ahead and put the trash out? It's kind of getting late. And he will say, Dad. I will do that at a time of my choosing. Oh, dear. I'm like, damn it! 
Um, but That's funny. No, they remind me of me in so many ways, and, and, and remind me of Sandy in so many ways too. It's 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 hard to pick one, but I'd say Fair. you know, unfortunately, I think as parents, you focus on your own worst quality. Yeah, and and you know, of course, your kids have that too. Yeah, for sure. Very All right, sure. Kirby. The dumbest rule in football is oh, blank. Wow. Actually, this is hard to answer because there's a several that are just so out okay. of, like the the catch rule, and we could talk about the Des Bryant catch with the was it the Packers they were playing? It was the Packers. Um, it was a catch, total catch. It was a great yep. catch, best catch okay. ever. Yeah, I don't know, it, it, whatever. But I actually think it's it's the idea that if you catch the ball in the field and you you're, you can't be down by. Um, hitting the ground. You can't mm-hmm. fumble that, right? right? But then when you get in the end zone, it's not only a touch it's not a touchdown, it's a touchback, it's a whatever. Like that yes. rule gives me like it makes no sense. It goes against every other rule that's in football. I I literally that makes me crazy and the problem with it is it is wildly affecting games that that rule shouldn't affect. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Hey, A&M, Texas A&M, my beloved yeah. Texas yes. A&M Aggies would have beat Clemson. Yeah. Had, you know, reach for reach for a touchdown, ball goes out of bounds in the end zone, and it's a touchback and That's, Clemson has the ball. Terrible rule. Yeah. Terrible rule. Good. Yep, next one. Okay, my last one for you is the thing you're most pleasantly surprised with your boys right now is? Uh, how polite they are. They they really are, you know, of course they can be less than polite to their parents. Mm-hmm. Um, but seeing them out in the wild and how respectful they are, uh, yes, sir, no, sir, um, and getting compliments from, uh, you know, other parents about how well-behaved and how nice they are, you know, part of me is like, Banda, they got you fooled. Um, <laughs> but but part of me knows that's just you raise them right, you know. Right. That you, the, home should be a place where you can totally be yourself and you can totally um, – be upset and have emotions and all those things and you know sometimes being out in public you, you have to put on a little bit of a performance and the fact that they understand that um that you know there's time and a place for for everything i i, I that makes me very happy i think they get that from sandy i'm sure they do <laughs> kirby last one for you as okay. a as a browns fan yep josh gordon being traded to the patriots makes you feel blank I have mixed emotions about it, but I think because I mean he's obviously very talented, but right. um, I think that they've they are trying to create a new culture um, with new like you can say well it's the same old Browns or whatever, but they've got new uh, general managers. They've brought in a whole new group of players. I believe this was one of those moments where they've got they've got a rookie wide receiver who has had some trouble off the field, yep. and I think that this was one of those where they're like you know what no not anymore. And I think that's one of those where I look at it and go, as a business, I totally get it. Yeah. You need to create a culture of accountability. And from my perspective, despite the fact that they that he was very talented, uh, the P word and potential will is the downfall of a lot of organizations. Absolutely. And is. so I actually think it it, it 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 hurts, but I'm like, no, I think it's the right thing. Yeah, it, potential is one of those things you can invest a lot of money in potential, and it's all it's good. It's good to do that, but at some point you have to look at: Am I ever going to get the return on this investment? And I think it was time for him to go. And maybe the Des Bryant era begins in oh, Cleveland God. sometime soon. <laughs> I tell you what, though, the Hugh Jackson era needs to end now. Yeah. He's a bad coach. Yeah. All right, Kirby, a little bit of rapid fire for you. Okay. Um, yesterday was annual Talk Like a Pirate Day. We talked about weird <laughs> holidays. 
So this of is it was. this is this is a pirate themed. This it. is a pirate themed um, uh, rapid fire today. All right, you ready? Sure. Captain Kid or Long Ben? Long Ben. Black Bart or Blackbeard? Blackbeard. Anne Bonny or Sir Henry Morgan? Anne Bonny. Francis, I'm sorry, Francois Lyonnais or Sir Francis Drake? Sir Francis Drake. Pittsburgh Pirates or Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Long John Silvers or Long John Silvers? <laughs> I guess Long John Silvers. And finally, Captain Morgan or Captain Morgan? Yeah, Captain Morgan, for yeah, sure. Yeah, there we spiced. go. Spiced. Very spiced. And Kirby, yeah. you know who else will spice up the way you grow your distributorship? Who's that, Bill? Good folks at Common Skew. They add that spice of a software platform that streamlines your entire workflow and keeps everything organized from presentation to invoice. What a great way to invest in yourself. We talk about potential. There is no potential with uh, Common Skew. It's all already there. And the, the only potential is the potential for future growth of your organization by making that investment in yourself. So go ahead and head over to commonskew.com slash unscripted. You won't be sorry you did. Kirby, as always, I enjoy recording these podcasts with you every week. And I look forward to uh, talking to you again soon. Thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. Unscripted is available every Friday at promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry.